0: just waiting on we're waiting on uh chris showing up oh he's notorious he is here We'll we'll see if he can speak here smoke can you hear us i can hear you there he's there. see there he's All there right.
1: oh, <laughs> Does it sound okay uh on both your fellows end
0: yes it sounds fantastic okay that sounds great. good I- do I, do I sound all right? You sound fine. Yeah, You're a sexy yeah. man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm still in the process of uh, converting my carport, car park. What do you call it, Duncan?
0: It's not a okay, bin uh, lorry,
1: but it's where you put your bin lorry.
0: <laughs> your garage. Yeah. Um fixing nah, up my see, garage. Some words are the same <laughs> and I don't know if that is is that what you call them over there? A garage? Yeah. You call it garage, we call it garage.
1: Yeah, call yeah. It a
0: garage.
1: A garage. garage. We gotta French it up over here.
0: Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna start doing it over here and then I'll be called horrible names by my fellow Scots. <laughs> <laughs> well listen, to this guy here, eh? Thinks he's American this cunt <laughs> So <laughs> that's exactly how it happens Ah. um well this was an interesting choice uh (laughs) yeah this was uh this was mr smoke's (laughs) idea and
1: uh myron doubted me but if we don't turn it that way i can turn anything political don't worry about it
0: oh it's it's definitely there's, (laughs) there's, there's there is loads of political stuff in here i don't necessarily think it's Oh no. Well, no, actually, I, I do think when I got to the end, so I got halfway through it and I got, I, I don't want to start jumping into things that we're going to talk about later, but I got about halfway through it and I took a break to go and get a coffee and I went downstairs and my wife was like, So, how's your movie? And I was like, That. I'm fairly sure that I'm missing something here because uh, this movie's been picked because there must be some sort of political tone in it. And by the time I got to the end, it was like, Oh, there's plenty of political messages in here, there's plenty of social commentary in here. Um, but I didn't get halfway through it. Halfway through it, it was just a. To me, it was just like a regular found footage movie. It was kind of <laughs> like uh, it was like an August Underground if it had like good writing and a sense of humour and good acting and shot better. Um, but but by the end of it, I was like, ah, oh, there's 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 some sneaky commentary in here. I see what you did, Mister Longfigs. You cheeky <laughs> cheeky. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought it was surprisingly. Good, considering um, I've been putting off watching this one for quite a while because I thought the trailer made it look shit. Um, so, well See, played, I... smoke. Well played. So.
1: Well, I guess we should uh, introduce you guys here in a second, but I wanted to say that I was just so excited at the idea of having you guys on here. I said yes before I watched the movie because I knew that I could uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I could say say something.
0: Vol said yes to our show and then watched the movie and went on oh, no. <laughs> How long's the show on for? An hour and a half. Oh, no. <laughs> I
1: can't even find a DVD
0: of it. We we'll gotta figure. it oh, out. Yeah,
2: this this one's hard to hard to seek out.
0: Yeah, I think it, I think but, it's out of print. I think it got a print for a while and then yeah, out of print very quick.
2: Yeah, it seemed to have like a really short run, but um, I mean, there's uh, streaming services some really weird ones that offer it
0: though <laughs> let's not let's not mention them on here though yeah. they're not,
1: they're <laughs> not you not see if sanitizers. you want to
0: find it, you can yes it's it's out there
1: the digital age <laughs> is a wonderful place to be
0: um <laughs>
1: so welcome to another episode of the psycho semantic podcast or the psycho semantic cast i still like both so i think one's going to be the nickname I just have to make it really hard for everybody to find it because I call it too many fucking things at the same time, but <laughs> I am joined today by, what, two, two fifths? How many, how many people are on the Midnight Horror Show?
0: Uh, like,
2: it's it it's yeah. like Wu-Tang Clan. It's, it who like
0: knows? As we had describe it to everyone, it is the Wu-Tang Clan of Horror Podcasting, and <laughs> that there are so many people that have been either attached to the show or are technically classed as hosts of the show or kind of floating hosts and we're very seldom all on the show at the same time I and mean, i joined i joined two and a half years ago but the show has been on the air on and off in various incarnations now for close to 10 years so um and and um, smoke's been on there for how long have you been doing the show you've been doing it longer than me uh, i don't
2: know i don't. I don't think it's too much longer. Around the around the same amount of time, I think.
0: But you you were like, a you you've been listening to that show for like, a long time.
2: Oh yeah, i have i been listening forever.
0: Yeah, there you go. But See as
2: far you. as being on, just probably a few years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we we're the well, if we can it, actually, we're probably the the last two to join. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> right on, and I I found. Uh... The Midnight Horror Show, through you, Duncan, uh, you are in about as many podcasts as uh, Danny Trejo and Stephen Tobolowski are in movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I unfortunately have an inability to say no. <laughs> you know what would be a great idea to do a podcast, but it's done, I've already recorded it, it's in post-production, it's live, here's the iTunes link, leave me five stars, Um <laughs> pretty much of a role uh, yeah I, I I always forget I'm on the Midnight Horror Show and I don't know why because of all the shows I do it's probably the one out with podcasts under the stairs that's um, consistent with its recording maybe not consistent <laughs> with its release schedule but yeah I was about to bring that up. <laughs> it's consistent like it's a live radio show so um, we, we're live every Wednesday night at 7pm Eastern Standard Time, which is midnight over here in Scotland. Um, and we do it live as a show for two hours. And then the the host, the kind of founding member, Danny Trioxen, he then has the file and all he has to do is hit upload and share. <laughs> and apparently apart from that sometimes is a little bit too taxing for him
2: it's <laughs> an arduous chore for Danny yes. I mean... <laughs> so
0: sometimes so like every now and again we commit ourselves to release them weekly and they do happen for like about a month and then you can go like a month and a half without anything and then one Tuesday you'll wake up and you'll have like six episodes all <laughs> content and references to things that happened weeks and weeks ago <laughs> uh, it's a good fun. It's, it's a very un-PC show so uh, if you if you don't like being offended um, it is not the show to listen to because the, there are about here. If you don't like, if you don't like to be offended or to hear really bad renditions of nineties pop songs, um, oh, so,
2: so many nineties pops,
0: <laughs> or 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 white men doing gangster rap, <laughs> then, then avoid the midnight horror show. But if if you if you enjoy laughing. Mostly us. Uh, we're, we're, we're overtly critical and nasty to each other, but all in all, all, in a jest. If you enjoy that sort of thing, it's it's a fun two hours to record. I, I tend to I tend to think it's it's a great way to spend a Wednesday night. You're halfway through your working week. You need you need to blow off some steam. It's it really is socially unacceptable on a Wednesday night to party like it's a weekend. But you can with us <laughs> smoke parties like it's a weekend every night uh yeah pretty much yeah when i grow up i want to be like smoke
2: <laughs> every day
0: is a saturday for me thank you for inviting us on though yeah it's
1: definitely my pleasure guys and duncan uh for those who don't know duncan he is also chris that er, i'll edit that part out sorry
2: yeah that's um I'm, I'm, yeah i'm pretty much just kicking around on there and um so uh, sometimes you can find me on uh, Mark's mom. that's Fancy and Friends. I think he's uh,
0: he's kicked that back up again recently.
1: Yeah, he's he's teasing everybody about some uh, upcoming episode. If I'm not mistaken. yeah, I
0: think we know what it is as well. I think he's already told us so, and it, it sounded like a pretty cool idea. So I, I might try and actually make that one. Nice.
1: And uh, the podcast under the stairs is uh, Duncan. Your that's your uh, your bread and butter. Your uh, love child.
0: Yeah, that's my that's my show. Um, I've been doing it for three and a bit years now, um, and it's weekly. It comes out every Monday, and uh, yeah, it's it's a hot it's, it's a bit more it's a bit more focused on kind of the movie reviews rather than anything else. We don't sell we seldom talk about anything out with movies, um, but the show kind of focuses on being entertaining as well as um, informative. Uh, and there's plenty of content there. We cover everything. I'm not like a, I don't just do slasher movies or ghost movies or psychological thrillers. I I, I cover everything um, where possible, modern films, old films. Uh, we started doing a lot more video commentaries, and we have this segment called Baz V Horror, which is very popular amongst the listeners. Where my um, my friend uh, and colleague over here who grew to grew up to the grand old age of 40 without really experiencing any horror movies uh, takes on a, a horror movie or movies um, and then gives you his commentary as a, a, a curmudgeon at the, the grand old age of 43 watching movies sometimes that are very old that we all love because we grew up watching them and he picks them apart horribly um, but always with love in his heart but hatred in his words uh, so yeah <laughs>
1: And all the best to you, Baz, if you're listening. But I'm not. Sure. He will
0: be. He's, a, he's a, He'll be. He'll be listening to hear if there's any mention of him because he's like <laughs> that. He's vain. Uh, we'll, bleep, we'll bleep. out his name then.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, Smoke. You've listened to an episode at least of the show, and yeah.
2: I think I've, I think I've caught up except for the, the latest one that
1: was released. Thank you. Uh so. Uh, it's a great podcast <laughs> well, yeah it's uh it's guests like you guys that really make it easy for me to sit here and collect admiration it's
2: guests like us that'll bring the place down really yeah, Everything everything's
1: going so good
2: no. until these two jackasses showed up
1: <laughs> I, i'm in danger of losing dozens of listeners At least more than one dozen. Ah,
0: I think it's... I've said this to you before, though, Darren. I think this is... Like, like me and Smoke, if we weren't... If I wasn't doing, like, 50 podcasts and Smoke wasn't partying, like, every day was a Saturday, (laughs) uh, we've been talking about, for the best part of... It must be about a year. We've been talking about doing... um, a, a kind of a podcast which is, is kind of not, not overtly political but basically what we would do is we'd pick the top three news stories from each other's countries and really just tear into how ridiculous they are um and obviously with the events that are going on in the world just now particularly political events which are dominating every headline everywhere um are we th- is there a lot of political news currently <laughs> uh, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like it would ultimately end up that way and and whilst myself and uh, and smoke have um we we have differing political stances for, and, and like we we scarily match up on quite a lot There's a lot that we we completely fall like in line with but I reckon if you put our ideologies out I think we're we're very much we, we would be um marginalized into groups that that are, are different even though we have probably more in common than we don't. so um yeah, this like this was like like listening to your show and hearing people come on and talk about about, um, the kind of polit- political aspects or messages behind movies, um, as well as the movies themselves, is, fast- is, is vastly fascinating. But the fact that you, depending on what your background is and depending on what your your political persuasion is, you can pick completely different messages out of movies. Mm-hmm. You, you could be like, well, I think this filmmaker meant this, um, and if you are. Well, to use American terms because I know you're gonna have a lot of American listeners. if you're a you know on the left or a liberal, <laughs> um chances are you know you might you might focus on on things which are negative aspects you would associate with being on the right um or a conservative. um and vice versa, you know is it's very interesting and it allows, I think the discussions on your podcast, just now, I've spoken more about the the people you've had on the show than necessarily the movies themselves. I think that's the fascinating part, and maybe not necessarily the message in the movie, but it's it's how your how your guests kind of really you get to know quite a bit about your guests just by the way they perceive the movie, which I think is is something that very very few shows are doing. Um, so yeah, well played. Yeah, oh, thank you, sir.
1: The wonderful differences. That everybody can get from the same thing.
0: Definitely, I like it. I like it a lot. So, oh yes! Hmm? I said, "Oh yes!" Oh yes! Because uh, this is this is a this is a smoke pick. This smoke is pick. This one. A smoke pick. I get, pick. The, I get the feeling he was hungry when he saw this movie. <laughs> like, we need <laughs> to talk about this movie. Goddamn ribs! This movie actually did make me hungry a few times. <laughs> so it's like that guilty way you get hungry when you watch a movie like Ravenous. They yeah, have uh, rabbit some stew right now, and they make that stew. And there's yeah. some stew in this
2: film too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> some long pig stew. Who <laughs> eats stew? Make good stew, right?
2: Stew. Yeah, but I, I picked this one because it's, I I think it's a really great movie, and then, um, also I don't think it's very well known,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I think it's got, and it's got a few parts to it that it, uh, set it. I think above most of uh, genre fair, and um, also it's Canadian horror, and there's not too much of that going on.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I I didn't know it was. I, I actually didn't know it was Canadian until I started realizing that there was a lot of a lot of uses of the word about, which I don't I don't particularly. I I think that's like a very cheap joke uh, to do, but when you hear them say it, you're like, you, when you hear them say it though, you're like that. They do say about wrong. That's not how you say about it. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, at that point, I was like, oh, this is Canadian, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they're the aiming it concept. to be set in America, though, or are they... Did I miss a bit? I, I, they don't really see where they are, do they? Do they? No, they they never really say. Ah, uh, I see.
1: Unless... Yeah. Uh, I don't know how often you've watched this, Smoke, but uh have seen
2: uh, it four times. I don't, I don't think it overtly puts it out there, but, I mean, it's it's hockey and has hockey scene there's uh, <laughs> guys being really nice to each other some maybe
1: maybe it is it's canada. kind of a giveaway <laughs> <laughs> I, th- yeah, I thought i thought it was in wisconsin or one of the canadian border states but yeah, it, that's that's it the american in me assuming everything's that. about america <laughs> they
2: kind of have that twang about them but but it actually is set in canada though it's called canadian yeah. production
1: so yeah, and this was two thousand seven, I think that's the uh, year that the DVD went out of print. Also, was yeah,
0: sometime in there. So, um, uh, from what I could read up online, because um, like I say, I I only heard about it a couple of years ago, and I saw the trailer for it. And the trailer was, um, I, I didn't, it didn't, it didn't get me involved at all. I saw the trailer and thought it looked fairly cheap and fairly nasty but not in a nasty way where I'm like, I really want to check this out, it was nasty and I sort of, you know this kind of looks like, and I've always got that August Underground thing in the back of my head where I'm like, this movie, everyone raves about how amazing it is, and then I watched it and I genuinely thought it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life, it's just like a, a complete waste of time and this one's about the same length as August Underground, and it, it covers a similar subject matter, right? Maybe minus the cannibalism, but it covers a very similar subject matter. And I feel like the warning flares were going off, and that trailer, do not watch this movie. This movie is not the movie you want to watch. Um, and it's just kind of lay there. But when you read online, it's very well, like from people that have seen it, it's very well regarded, and it did very well... On like the festival run, like we went out to certain festivals, and it got like maybe not necessarily the highest accolades, but people were saying this is actually a really well written, really well acted movie for the genre that it falls in. So yeah, I'm surprised it took me as long to check out.
2: Yeah, you said you've been you've been sitting on this movie for a while,
0: of like of about maybe two two years since I saw that trailer. Um, and Myron, who we mentioned earlier on, Myron goes on about this movie all the time. It's like, have you watched *Long Pigs* yet? Have you watched? In fact, I mentioned (laughs) earlier on that I was watching it for this show, and um, Myron has sent me a private message saying, "I think you will grade it this." So he's even went that far. He's written on a bit of paper (laughs) what he thinks my grade would be. So Uh uh, that's how obsessed he is with this movie. He's the one that has been campaigning for it for me to watch. So when Smoke picked it for for this show, I was like, "This is a good opportunity to check this one out." and get it ticked off the list and, and discuss it with. I know for a fact that Smoke likes this one, but I have no idea where you're going to fall, Darren. So this could be like a really interesting conversation to see what we all got out of this movie.
1: Yeah. I don't know, Smoke, since this is your baby, would you like to lead us through the synopsis of the, uh, the film or you want me to go for it? Um, since you said you had just... a couple moments that really made you want to pick this, I don't know if you want to go through chronologically and point it out.
2: I don't know, I have some notes, but if if you have, like, a, a tight synopsis, that would be that would be pretty good. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> my synopsis I, my, are the, not my, the only thing that's loose my... on
2: me. What? <laughs> I was saying, my, like, I have some notes, but they're all scattershot all over the place.
1: All oh, right. right Yeah,
0: smokeable like that. What I really liked is the opening shot, but then the ending was really cool. And in the middle, the guy did this. But let's come back to that in a second. So anyway, I was saying Dude, the ending, awesome. which... that's kind of that's that's how smoke smoke is uh, very much like trump trying to explain (laughs) policy by explaining movies it's i mean it's all over the place it's gonna be great what what did you guys think about this
2: opening with the uh you get talk radio show host and what do you guys think about this about the use of that in the movie he didn't really bring a lot until the end i thought
0: I thought, um, funnily enough, I, I I found a less than legal mean to watch this movie, and I thought it was like some because because the 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 actual talk host comes in before the movie starts, like so it's like over over like the 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 company that made the movie. That's when he starts talking, and I thought it was like someone had added like a shitty commentary to it. So, I was like, yeah. "Oh no, oh no, this is from this is someone doing their." Hi guys, this is uh, demonhead 84 and I'm gonna be discussing long pigs. Now uh, I found this, you know, that sort of thing, and I was like, oh fuck no. <laughs> um but he does he's the through line to the movie, essentially. You don't it doesn't really make sense at the start, but um as the movie goes on and particularly towards the end, he yeah. he's the through line to the story. He's taking you through events that are happening basically what's happening in the wider world And we're getting to see on a microscopic level the the actual effect to what is causing his stories out there. And by the time you get to the end, that's where a big chunk of that social commentary, which I'll talk about at the end, from my perspective anyway, comes in is that actual character. So but it's a very weird way to start the movie off. I was like, I don't quite know what we're doing. (laughs) And then I thought it was maybe the guy that was doing the killings was actually hosted a radio show or something. Because you never see this guy's face. Yeah, it's yeah, like the, uh, like the DJ's lips, too.
2: And, yeah. It's like the DJ and the Warriors. Yes. Oddly. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a good yeah. point.
1: DJ and the Warriors, uh, Rush Limbaugh, and uh, Alex Jones, maybe. Uh, Jones. <laughs> Alex, Alex Jones. Oh, my God, Alex.
2: Been going babies and cows for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> the goddamn
0: uh, vampiric uh, pedophile network. <laughs> with a Loman- a Loman- a Loman- a and
2: the the <laughs> I said, to and I'm have it. This is a, this DJ guy at the beginning. He's talking about why why we should eat this animal, but not this animal. And I'm like, yeah, that, I'm on board with that. That makes sense. But then he mentions eating eating cats. I was like, oh, okay, that's too far. <laughs> <laughs> for
0: for, for contact, your smoke owns cats and is, uh, is, a, is a cat enthusiast. I don't think they have a, a particular. <laughs> Uh, official, maybe they do uh, for for a cat enthusiast, a filophile or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, <wait. laughs> Not banging them. <laughs> no bang. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I thought that was cause I thought that as well when it, it was like that. You know, like no one. He basically say you know, people are happy to eat like a cow that's been strung up or a chicken or whatever, but you know, they the, 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 they wouldn't feel comfortable if you had a cat in your lap and you were about to eat. It. And I was like, ooh, right now Smoke's feeling uncomfortable. Oh, kind of, he's probably sitting in his house, slightly hungry, looking around, and all there is is Katie. <laughs> I, I was wondering what, what, if anything, made Smoke feel uncomfortable. That's <laughs> it. That's the only thing. That I know of, anyway. Any time any, like... It does not. You can do anything else to anything else on screen, and Smoke will probably probably enjoy it or dismiss it but you go near you go near that pussy and smoke is not happy yeah don't don't grab the pussy don't grab, don't
1: the, grab pussy. the pussy never yeah. grab the. P- think that's something we can all agree on at least in this <laughs> room well when requested there you go yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah only with her permission only with her permission um yeah, Pierre,
2: yeah. Like, oh sorry oh I, I was just gonna say uh just kind of goes right into it with the uh, the directors and the and the subject without much explanation, really.
0: I they got love the that black
1: card. cards. Yeah, the, the uh,
2: get the Blair Witch opening. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: <We're> right, <children. laughs> December
1: nineteen or two thousand seven or whenever it's said, it was early yeah. December, right? Because uh, it's not a very long
0: span of time that the movie. No, no, you basically it's all over and done within a month, really. So yeah.
1: Two inexperienced filmmakers walk into the woods with a
0: camera.
1: It <laughs> <laughs> looks like Ted fucking Cruz.
0: It looks like a cross between Ted Cruz and John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: which is perfect casting, I say.
0: For he's, br- he's actually... I'll give this movie this. Like the, a lot of issues that I have with this particular subgenre of, of cinema, the film footage subgenre of cinema is... It's very difficult to get an unknown actor, a very plain, ordinary-looking person, in a role like this, where basically the, the whole movie really pins on his casting, his performance, um, and have it feel authentic, real, um, and yeah. and hold your attention. And they casted this movie perfectly, because this guy legitimately yeah. feels like a real person.
2: Yeah, that's this, this, the... That's the great thing about this guy. He's, he's like a, any normal guy. He's not. He's not. He's kind of goofy, but not overly so. And uh, he just he seems like a genuine, real person. And you know, I get he's not like Hannibal Lecter or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he even says that himself at one point. is like, you know, that this is what they expect, like a Hannibal Lecter, or, or you know, and, you know, I, I'm not that guy. And his delivery as well, one of the things I appreciated about it is when he is speaking, he pauses to think of, and it's it's proper acting, really. So I'm not giving this guy, like, you made it look so realistic, but it's acting. Um, but he does pauses in the way he talks, and... Um, Almost messes up some of his sentences the way anyone would feel who is not a trained actor that would have a camera on them, and it makes it feel authentic. Um, And I, once again, I think that's just really clever casting. I didn't think the two filmmakers um, were great, (laughs) if I'm honest, but we don't really have to listen to them much. So the movie really lies on his shoulders, and he for me, sells it. Anything less than the performance by this guy here in this movie becomes, oh, like, condemned to the August underground pile. So, um, And you do, you get flung in right away. So right for, within the first five minutes of this movie, the whole plot is set out. We're basically filmmakers... They're looking for are going to follow and film this cannibal serial killer... Um, who's agreed to allow them to follow him, and they're going to make a documentary about him. And that, all right, cameras, go. And um, we're on the hunt for hookers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: like you do.
0: Yeah, like you do, when you get hunger. They're, um,
2: they're, uh, yeah. they're skipping over the uh, dainty ones, and they go, <laughs> they, they're looking for a white
0: whale out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she sits in the car and he says, call me Ahab. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they, they, they find her, and there's a whole lot of her that gets in that car. Yeah, it's a, whole a whole lot, lot of women. Yeah. She is not and, too um, stringy. <laughs> not, not stringy at all. And he's very excited. He brings her back. and uh, so the, the filmmakers, I guess they don't feel that they're complicit in,
2: in all of
1: this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like they just have that, uh, I'm just here to document type of mindset.
1: Like the wildlife yep. photographer not not helping
0: the uh, the baby bison. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's about I mean. to be destroyed by the, the fucking lion. Um. Yeah. yeah, and I think, but once again, I think in terms of kind of social commentary, and I'll, I'll once again, pinge my, my views, <laughs> my, my, uh, my stalwart <laughs> views at the end of the show on that. But I think that's, as a stylistic choice, I think I, that's... That's quite bold because these guys have committed to that all the way through. So even like right from the start when when she ends up back at the house and she doesn't even really get far into the conversation before she is bludgeoned to, to death. Um, the, the worst that happens in this scene to the documentarians is one of them throws up, but they never stop filming. And at this point, they're not like oh well, we, you know, it's not like the rise of Leslie Vernon, like mm-hmm. when the killing starts and they're like, oh well we didn't know he was going to actually do it, we just thought it was all talk, when this happens they are still very much committed to filming and that conversation never comes up in, in the movie at all of you know, how many people does this guy actually have to kill before we're going to say enough is enough um, we're just yeah. going to keep filming because that's what good documentarians do um, I think
2: much later it, they're I guess their greed or exploitation of it comes pretty apparent, though.
0: Oh God, yeah, 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 and that's that's once again another level of social commentary, smoke, which we will get into. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to this. <laughs> Give me a second while I uh, while I put in my pipe. There we go. <laughs> so
1: yeah, she he just beats her the fuck over the head with was a hammer. Uh, it was hard to tell. I, I wrote down hatchet. But I think it was a hammer yeah. of some sort.
2: Some blunt object.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think it's like a meat tenderizer. It's like a giant mallet. She yeah. gets that. She, 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 <laughs> it's hammer time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 Stop. Hammer time. Hammer time because, right. you
1: know, they never ever teach prostitutes to not go down into the basement of some guy.
0: <laughs> well, see, this is the thing. Like, the camera... So this is what I thought was really funny. She goes downstairs into the basement. The camera pans around. And there's basically... Like a massive harness for hanging a body up down there. And she's looking <laughs> right at it. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't, she, it doesn't, it doesn't faze her at all. And I'm like, this is a woman of the world. She's been about, this is not her first time to the barbecue. Uh, which is ironic because she ends up on the barbecue. Um, <laughs> barbaqua. Oh, is a, there's a,
3: barbaqua.
2: Barbaqua. a good line in this when they, uh, they ask him. Um, like if it's uh something sexual he's like no i'm not a freak
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's like he doesn't see it he he actually he he sees himself as everything he's doing is normal because humans hunt and kill for food and all he's doing is extending that food chain into an area which some humans find is taboo and i thought he's he's because he tries to justify it by talking about worms. And this was the most... Once again, speaking about Trump, this is a, it was a Trumpian speech in that it finished. I didn't have a fucking clue what his point was. <laughs> like, the worm doesn't mind if his mother is eaten by the fish. Uh, the worm doesn't care because the worm still exists and he doesn't care if... And I was just like... I, 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 what the it's fuck like is he... that? <laughs> He's going to start singing the, the circle wedding. of life from the lion. Yeah, but, uh, it's like the strangest way... To talk about something, and why a worm? Fairly sure he could have said the chicken doesn't mind if the chicken's mother dies. You know what I mean? It's like, or the cow yeah. doesn't cry when the cow's mother
2: dies. Yeah, he comes with, several times. I think he comes out with some loose morality to yeah. to cover his actions.
0: Yeah, and it, it, I get you get the feeling that he is he's maybe he's not he's maybe not really thought about it. Because he doesn't, he doesn't see anything wrong about it, so he's never had to justify it to himself. Very much like I don't justify the fact that I had like a monstrous burger for lunch. <laughs> um, I didn't sit there and justify. Well, you know, cows are treated. I just ate the burger, um, and you know, you don't. And had someone put me on the spot, then maybe I would start to come up with some loose moral stance on it but you don't think about it you just do it it's more the action than than the actual actual thought behind the action which is kind of how i think this guy operates he's like well if you want me to talk about it maybe you know i can speak about worms um (laughs) but for the most part he's he's kind of like yeah this is this to me is just a natural extension of what we do as humans so yeah it may be taboo to some people, but it's not to me. I love it. I love that idea as well as it may be taboo. No, it's criminal. You know, it's <laughs> the law against it. Um, but you know, to him, it's just like well, it's maybe socially unacceptable. No, it's legally wrong. Um, but you know, fair play, each to their own.
2: Yeah, and they uh, they start throwing in uh, as a detective, they throw in here, and then a uh, like a a beha- uh, criminal behavior analyst
0: yes yeah, so oh, yeah, they've really. got the, is he I, I wasn't sure if he was a detective with the, the sorry with the fbi or if he was just a detective but um i, I really like this because you get like this combination of the the radio dj um the uh, criminal psychologist and the detective who is working on a case that they'll later go on to talk about who are basically breaking up this movie so it's an hour and 18 minutes long, um, but really when you take the the last 10 minutes, because that's how long the credits run for at the end, because there's <laughs> a lot of after credits, Samuel L. Jackson, Avengers sort of type stuff that happens. You know, like Samuel L. Jackson comes in and frees a cannibal for the Avengers. Um, <laughs> sort of stuff that happens right at the end of this. But so it's just really about, I, I, it's just over an hour long. And they break up, I feel it, without those characters in there who are actually also very well cast. I mean, if you watch something like Poughkeepsie, which is a movie I love, Mm. the detective in Poughkeepsie is awful. You know, he's like, when he's talking, he's like, this guy is clearly like some sort of amateur dramatic actor from the, I don't know, the the Boston Amateur Thespian Society uh, who's been given this role. You know, it, this guy actually felt, and the terminology they're using for someone that is slightly obsessed with serial killers like I am, it's all on point. Everything they're saying makes sense and that's what a police officer would say and this criminal psychologist is doing what she, you know, she's talking about the particular psychotic traits which makes sense. Hmm. But the, I think you need those characters to break it up and they, they give context to the killings as well. He looks at it from, and he even like, you get this we're talking about political kind of stances. The the guy the police officer basically equates himself to the the conservative right. Because when he's talking about the feelings of a killer and all the rest, he refers to that he's, as kinda I'll of,
2: leave that to the liberals. Yeah, he does.
0: Like, <laughs> I'll leave that to the liberals. So so he is taking the point of that. This was the first point where I was like that, ah, Smoke has chosen a film with a bit of subtle subtext in the old social political climate. Well I played oh, the,
2: uh, the, the DJ he gets into a bit of that with the uh like the liberals will say that what if this this missing prostitute was the uh, mayor's daughter? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Well the mayor's daughter's not a
1: prostitute <laughs> <laughs> And that's a little bit of foreshadowing there, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. For the evolution of the uh ever changing never apologetic stance of the uh the d mm-hmm I would say that's right
0: that is, that is actually right
1: so he, does, he, uh, he does not go back he just keeps going forward with with the developing <laughs> news <laughs> which you know. which
0: is a very much um very much a commentary on how news networks operate
1: very much not so. point
0: out specific news networks but they know who they are. And that's why everyone should be checking out InfoWars, where we talk about the the <laughs> vampire pedophiles from from Mars who are coming to get your babies and I'm not gonna have it anymore because I eat red meat and I wanna fuck. And they're gonna take your jobs. My god, the water's turning the frogs gay. <laughs> Chemtrails Alex Jones. Man. See if Alex Jones did like a four hour stand-up routine like I, to her, I would go I mean I, I am like vehemently opposed to pretty much everything that comes out of that man's mouth but god I guarantee that it'd be the most the most entertaining four hours you'd ever seen ever that guy's <laughs> thought is just fucking off the rails constantly for about two minutes in everything he says like everything that guy says I know this is an aside but we can talk about it here because it's political yes um, Everything that guy says starts off like the first two minutes of whatever he's, he's talking about. You can kind of, you can kind of get on board. You're like, oh, right, well, maybe there is. Right, see what you're saying? Yes, yeah, some po- politi- uh, politicians are really bad. Yeah, and Obama did drop shitloads of fucking bombs on innocent civilians. I'm with you. Right, Alex, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to agree with what Alex is saying. Right, what, right what's that? Obama's mother was a CIA prostitute. <laughs> kind of starting to think you maybe going a bit. What's that? We can build interdimensional portals to lizard people that are overlords that control the planet on behalf of the Bilderberg, Illuminati, vampire, paedophile organ. You lost me a little there somewhere, Alex. Somewhere you, in the you, you lost went me. Too far. To- <laughs> you <went> too- <laughs> it's like, never go full retard, Alex. Never go full retard. <laughs> and that's what it does every single time. It starts off by making you want to think. Or making you think, which is what good journalism is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you think. Have
2: you ever seen Waking Life, the Linklater film?
0: Yeah, the the, the one that's like a – it's animation, isn't it? It's
2: yeah, and it's just a whole bunch of – goes from scene to scene with basically no reason. But then uh, He's in that. That was the first time I'd seen him. I was like, who is this guy? He's just yelling. Crazy. Not, he's not even yelling crazy stuff, but he's yelling overly political stuff. And then years later, I'm like, that's
0: Alex Jones that was in that movie? yeah he's what? he's through time he's he's all he found he's found his audience, <laughs> his audience and he pleased his audience and he's got bigger and bigger and bigger and the greatest the greatest thing about it is like he has spent his entire life like his entire career really kind of hammering home this this point that the, the you know the the left are bad um, and the, the right are good and um, all these things, these nefarious activities from the government. You know, you know, like he sounds like a pro wrestler. It feels like, like every time he starts <laughs> talking, yeah, I want to hear him say, "Well, you know something, Mean Gene." that's <laughs> I don't want to hear him say that, and he doesn't do it. But he's he's went so far out there with his opinions that he's kind of painted himself into a bit of a corner because. There is. You can't blame the left on anything now, like absolutely anything, because the right are completely in control in America now. You know, they, they, they have the Senate, they have the House, and they have the presidency. So and shortly, the Supreme Court. Yeah, sure. Exactly. They're going to have the Supreme Court. So at that point, how do you rally against the powers that be? Unless he, you, unless he's just going to take on journalism, which is what Trump is trying to do at the moment. And <laughs> if anything, does that? I think at that point you're undermining your own profession at that point. So he's undermining himself, uh, which he's very good at anyway, but I, I, it's interesting. I, I find him a very interesting character, and as, as time is moving on, I'm, I'm going to... I'll be interested to see if he ends up look like Glenn Beck or the other guy. Who's the other guy who...
2: Is, is Glenn Beck even a
1: thing anymore? <laughs> I haven't
0: Glenn heard Beck, his name in a long time. Glenn Beck is the, um, a more moderate now. He's kind of reined it back.
1: Yeah, he said he feels bad about the Alex Jonesian type uh, stuff he used to say.
0: Yeah, you, but he used to have props. He used to have like a board with. It was like something from True Detective. It's like chair <laughs> at top of media. Yeah, he's like, remember when he remember when he's like he, he would like he was like, like let's look at this word Obama. Well, what does Obama mean? Well, Obama is from the. A Swahili word for terrorist <laughs> so I, what we're trying to see here is the Swahili's are saying that Americans will be overseen by a terrorist and I watched it going I feel that way we, we're like um in Billy Madison <laughs> <laughs> he goes to describe that was it the little boy that could or something um, and he goes uh, that's one of the most insanely ridiculous answers I've ever heard everyone's now dumber from having heard of it, God God have mercy <laughs> on your soul. That's kind of how I felt every time I watched, because I used, I follow a lot of American politics. I know we went off like on a massive aside here, but I used to follow a lot of that. Fox News is very entertaining if you're not an American, um, <laughs> because we watch it and we're like, this is what you guys think is journalism. That's cute. Um And... Like, not that I'm preaching because the UK has plenty of that as well. Murdoch's got his hands in many, many uh, media outlets over here. But I would watch him do it and I'd be like that. Like, no man in this country would... Like, no news outlet in the UK would be able to do something like that. They they wouldn't be able to do something like that. It wouldn't be seen as being credible at all. I mean, you you could have, like, the Daily Mail that has, like, every front page news story seems to relate something to an immigrant that's in this country doing something wrong but if if on the news, on Sky News for example which is owned by Murdoch, if on Sky News you had a guy standing there saying, right well let's Let's talk about let's talk about Polish immigrants. Well, the Poles, uh, well, Polish means this back in this country and the Germans had, you know, if they started doing that, that, you know, that show would be cancelled straight away because it would be public outcry. Um, and the fact that that guy managed to be on air for as long as he was doing that stuff, it's crazy. <laughs> and people watched it. And he was popular as well. That was the thing. Oh, yeah, quite popular. Uh... You're gone. You're... I don't know how we got into this. It was Alex Jones, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, the through line of the uh, the loudest mouth on radio or whatever the guy on the in long yes. yeah, yeah, is calling. Yeah. Right,
0: that's, that's still a... God bless your cotton socks for getting us back on track. Yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you
2: guys mind if I'll throw an edit point and I'll grab some water?
0: No, nah, go for it,
1: yeah. man. All
2: right. Um, I'll be right back.
1: Cool, cool. Okay, now that he's gone... <laughs> in a world gone mad as you know
3: the doomsday clock is a symbolic clock face analogizing humankind's proximity to extinction
2: one man must fight to survive on the global junkie of the future
3: you maniacs you blew it up Ah, oh, damn you God damn you all
2: to hell! Which versus the Doomsday
1: Clock is that man's story?
0: His search for entertainment is transmitted across time and space for your listening pleasure on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and your Android device.
1: This podcast is not fit for human consumption. Side effects include laughter, concern, nausea, vomiting, and blend from all artists. The producers accept our no responsibility for any side effects, illness, or
0: internet-ranking of my calls. My event guarantees worth nothing. Zero. zip, Zero. Uh, zero, sh- overall, not a sausage. In short, you did nothing. Nothing. Good day, sir.
3: Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, oh, necroft.
0: got a bluetooth headset he's still listening to us there's the police, police coming near my house somewhere the po po it's because you're talking ill of your president you end up in irons <laughs> the planes have flown over they
1: found me <laughs> i don't know how they found me it's like they had the good
0: fellas
2: <laughs> uh, yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to interrupt uh <laughs> the duncan rant there
0: it's not a duncan rant you've never heard of a duncan you've never no you have actually but it's usually about horror movies and never about anything else that was not a duncan rant that was me just oh man alex jones
2: i had to grab some water i'm
0: I'm kind of dehydrated Uh, yeah
1: i i tried to find that sweet spot that wasn't too early for you and too late for you uh
0: Oh, you got a perfect for me, but yeah, I got I got a photo from from Chris about what seven o'clock in the morning UK time, and he was out drinking. So, was... oh yeah, I was like, I've got to I've got to get
2: back and take notes. <laughs> I, I, I have very poor poor judgment. <laughs> it's well, like I...
1: fit right in in America, right here now, right. <laughs> Right, let's swing back into
0: this. So, yeah, Dan, you lead us (laughs) off.
1: Okay, so we were talking about the mouth of the south or the mouth of the great white north. (laughs) Who I don't even know if we ever get his name, but um, he's going on about the different levels of people that it's okay or shocking to kill. Sort of hazards of uh, the industry, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's getting interspersed with uh, Ted Cruz, cannibal killer, talking about the proper way to butcher a chunky prostitute and tying yeah, off the anus. That's <laughs> the part where I was like, "Ugh!" <laughs> yeah, that's that's when uh, I realized I probably would not eat while watching uh, the movie. So the first the first time I watched it, it was right after I got my kid to bed and i hadn't eaten since the
2: morning you're gonna say like that's when i realized i would probably not eat a human
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm still i'm still on the fence
0: about that yeah Yeah, Yeah. like as soon as you said that you have to tie off the innocence like (laughs) eh, gross.
2: i was thinking about that if someone if someone like you know how people donate their body to science or whatever if someone donated their body To Gordon Ramsay, and and he prepared it in the most amazing way. I'd eat a human.
1: (laughs) See, I figured you would eat a human before you ate a cat.
2: Oh, I'd definitely eat. I'd eat 10 humans before I'd eat a cat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No doubt to smoke. Um, Yeah, like the the, the kick into this, and actually, really, uh, one thing I think this movie has surprisingly well, considering it's made for very little money, is the the actual practical effect budget is really fucking good. Like, later on, we see a human butchered, and it's obviously sped up, because... (sighs) But yeah, it it looked real. I mean, that that to me looked... And it's shot low quality and all the rest, but... I wouldn't be surprised if this guy, actually, the guy playing the character, was a butcher in the past, because he... He does things very much, and my very first job, uh, when I was 16 years old, was in a butcher's, um, a butcher shop in the UK. I don't know if you have butcher shops in America or. If, right. So the, so um, I I, uh, I worked in one of them, and how those guys prepared a like a like a cow carcass or something is very similar to how this guy went about doing his stuff but he ties off the, the anus which uh, is a sentence I'll never get tired of saying um, <laughs> it's just amazing uh, and then proceeds to to carve out uh, the body and then he carves himself a little slice a little slice some and he's going thigh. to prepare himself some long pig stew but made from uh, made from um, it should have been called long or, or, or big big stew um <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, a large, large, large stew. Um and he he sits down and eats it. And at this point, we're like, "All right, so this guy—we know this guy's a cannibal, but we're fully on board with it now. This is what the story is. We're going to follow this guy as he kills people and prepares them. And this documentary crew are gonna are gonna follow and document it." Right? I'm in. Let's go, movie. Where do we go next? We and, go to um, the hockey match. Should we go at some hockey? eh? hey, <laughs> hey,
1: What's buddy! His super rageful friend. His uh, his Igor or Igor, He's on. going
2: total aggro on his skates. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. fucking
0: crazy. Stripping <laughs> <Sherpa, laughs> my <laughs> fucking,
1: <laughs> fucking skates!
0: Like, see how that guy? See how that guy is going crazy at those sort of things? That's why I can't play golf anymore. I used to love golf. But see if I missed the ball or sliced it, that's who I became. And that is not acceptable on a golf course. Oh, no. They, Even they in Scotland, really you're like... not allowed to scream cunt at a ball. <laughs> it's unacceptable. Yeah, I, I never I actually asked you, Darren, if it's all right for me to swear as much as I'm doing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I was about to say, your explicit tag may need to go on for this episode.
1: <laughs> I mean, you guys could, could be drinking right now if you wanted to.
0: What makes you think we're not?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know what uh, smoke, what's your, what's water code word for?
2: Uh, It's code word for water right now.
1: Sweet, sweet, sweet (laughs) southern, uh, moonshine. Uh,
2: Hours ago, it had been code for land sharks and coronas and such.
1: Ah. Oh. Sharks. Buy those now before they cost five thousand dollars to cross a uh, cross the oh, deep, yeah. invisible wall. <laughs>
2: we're gonna make a wall that is gonna be invisible and we're gonna charge people to look at it.
0: See if he comes see if that policy acts see if he says that smoke. I, <laughs> I I just want I just want people to note that today on the day of recording. February twenty seventeen. This show predicted that. I would not put that past him. Yeah,
1: I, I would not put it past having come to fruition within the time it takes for me to edit this and put it out because there's uh, there's at least one episode between now and then. I, I really admire you guys that do something every week. It takes me
0: two weeks. I was about to say smoke doesn't do anything. Smoke something I don't,
2: Shit. <laughs> I I barely show up on TMHS, and when I when I do, I just talk nonsense, and then and that's and then that's it. Just yeah, wait, nonsense. wait, wait a month
1: or two for Danny to upload it. it. <laughs> I think Danny listens to
0: this show as well, so there you go, Danny. That's why I was asking him if uh,
1: you know when when he wasn't on the air, if he really did want me to come back, because I thought he destroyed the
0: evidence. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, oh you're coming, I think you, you might be back on next week. I think. I, I yes. Sir. Yeah. Yeah, I think
1: he mentioned that. He did. Uh,
0: yeah. He's, he's pretty terrible. You need to be all over him all the time. <laughs> if you want anything, you need to be on him all oh. the time. Oh, I don't. Uh, just tell. Just. Uh, it's very difficult for me to to say anything negative about Danny because I am in fact in love with him, um, and he knows this. <laughs> We have a we have a, a bromance that no large body of water will will stop. I will very much like Daniel Day Lewis in Last of the Mohicans. I will find him. I will find him. Um, and less sinister than Liam Neeson in Taken, where I will find you. You're like, oh, I'm going to find him. Um, Cue the Cinder Lopper, yeah. Lopper song. Yeah. Oh, Cinder Lapper. <laughs> That was my first dance, actually, at my wedding. Nice. That was my
1: wife and I got shit-faced at our reception and sang it. Uh, my friend has a punk rock karaoke, and he came to the, came to the reception, and we that, that was one of the songs we sang. I think it was the first. I,
0: one. I do love that song. She was my first crush. My yeah. first, I, I, I was aware of. Uh, I was aware of my interest in women uh, <laughs> when, when I saw uh, Cindy Lauper in the Goonies. Oh. When you saw him, Captain Lou Albano yelling at her. Yeah. <laughs> Don't scream at my woman. <laughs> but, yeah, so, anyway, Long Pigs. This show, you might as well just call this the Tangential Cast. Um, <laughs> that's what's become. Uh, Long Pigs, which, by the way, is a great movie. Everyone should check out this movie, even though we're, we're, we're maybe we'll be talking about other things which maybe denotes a, a lack of interest. This movie is actually really good. Um, and I'm speaking for myself, obviously not for my colleagues here. Uh, so, yeah, so um, we meet him. He is going roid rage at a shoe dispenser or something. I don't know what he's, I think you
2: know. it's a sharp in the legs yeah. of skate.
0: Not a made skate He's just an angry character <laughs> isn't he, in general. Yeah, he's, he's got think, some rage. I think See? this whole
2: hockey scene just, just set. To set up their uh, their inner rage I guess and then his relationship with him that he actually I think the woman earlier the behavioral psychologist she mm-hmm. says that you know these killers they're loners and such and such and then but well, this guy's hanging out with this jerk off <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> ends up, sometimes uh, they find weak, weaker minded people that latch on them right
2: yeah, yeah much much, I, I guess yeah that would be true in this case and then uh, he brings him over, and uh, it's unbeknownst to this guy, he's eating humans.
0: Cor- correct?
1: I I feel like he knew.
0: Yeah, yeah that this is, is what this is what confused me because yeah, it was never
2: never seen one way or the other. That, but it seemed like he I, I don't know I, I, I didn't it didn't wasn't clear to me.
0: Yeah, it's, it's never it's never made eventually clear, and that essentially. When the when they enact the next killing which they do as a as a kinda like a team almost, um you know, it's it's never it's never expressly at any point pointed out that he is aware of what he's doing and whether or not he just thinks that the 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 documentarians are maybe like vegetarians as opposed to Whatever the term is for people that don't eat human flesh, which I imagine is normal. Um, (laughs) So uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. The guy, uh, um, our main character uh, Anthony, never at any point really goes out his way to see that it's a, you know, this is this is the human flesh or anything. And and he kind of jokes about various bits and bobs without actually, without actually saying do you want to eat this human ribcage? Um, you know what I mean? He doesn't, he doesn't do that. So it is, it's kind of difficult to know where that lands. And if that is the case, that makes these documentarians all the more fucked up um, because they don't see anything. But then again, this is not the only character he's feeding human flesh to. No. Uh, as we find out when he goes to visit his mother. He
1: takes his mother
0: some uh, tasty treats. Yeah, <laughs> uh, try some, try, try some whole steak. Mm. <laughs> oh. If he
1: would have gotten this, this the stringy, it would have been uh, pulled long pork.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> I kind of thought seems, it was
1: ambiguous is. about the whole whether or not his uh, his crony his uh, his wingman knew if he was eating food because he was going on and on about how everything dies and everything feels pain. And that whole, well, broccoli... Broccoli can feel things, man. Yeah, he, uh,
2: goes in this whole stoner. Stoner-type yeah. print yeah,
1: The most <laughs> rageful fucking stoner I've ever... Ever come across. <laughs> I don't
2: know. The, the things with his mom, like, uh... She's... She's got a dementia or something.
0: Alzheimer's I think she's got, yeah. Uh, uh, so she's she's got Alzheimer's and the... They go to visit her and she kind of has a little bit of a freak out and stuff. And then we get this really great scene of the Doctor basically just trying to broach the subject about organ harvesting when she dies. No, which is, once again, is great. there for a reason. is to, to kind of stress this, this point of, like, you know, humans when they are dead are not sacred things, really. They are things to be... If they're things to be studied, then why can't they be eaten? Uh, which I think is maybe what the movie is trying to... Not say is acceptable at any point, but kind of, kind of throwing that out there as a, a kind of a loose idea for you to maybe think about. Um, like, where do you draw but, your line? Yeah, where exactly? And I think that's pretty much what the whole movie is trying to do—is like basically say, you know, th- there are some people that say eat, eating meat is wrong. There are some people that say eating meat is fine. Um, if you're on either side of that argument, where do you draw the line? Like, how far can you push that argument? um and and this movie pushes both arguments to a certain extreme which you start to find uncomfortable as a viewer so unless you smoke um (laughs) i fear if you're looking
2: at this if you're a like a vegetarian Mm -hmm. and you're watching this film then it's gonna it seems like it might speak to you in a different a whole
0: completely different way yes I think so as well. I think that's, I think that's just like what I was saying earlier on about movies that you can insert your own opinion in. Um, I think this is a great piece of cinema for that because it allows both sides of the argument to get like to get a message from this, which is very clear. The movie doesn't hide it. Um, I think that's. I think that's once again not something that's easy to do in a movie. It takes it takes a great deal of writing skill. Uh, to do that, and that's what kind of surprised me about the movie is it does look cheap and it does look schlocky, but its it's actually very well written it 's a very well written movie yeah at,
1: at this point in the movie it I had a thought that i'd never really thought about before having I know a few vegans, mm-hmm. and a lot of their talk about is taking from an animal without consent, so then I was wondering if you could be a cannibal vegan if you're Victim was willing. Yeah. So... Huh? I never thought
0: of that.
2: It's like... Uh, I think I mentioned it on the show the other day, that Grim, the Grim Love movie. It mm-hmm. it was it was uh, There was an actual story, uh, an actual event where... Uh, I, I don't know if it was Craigslist or some such, where uh, someone had advertised to have someone come and donate Kind of donate themselves to be eaten. I guess mm-hmm. basically while they're kind of still alive, and this had this had happened, and I'm I'm not sure about the outcome of that, but I think you know, morally, I don't. That's, it's fucked up. But I mean, if it's if someone consents to be consents to being eaten, I, I mean I can't really find any fault with it.
0: Yeah, it's, it, there's 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 a series different. I mean, this is what like this is what makes this movie a really interesting discussion piece because like events like that happened i don't know if it's the same event that you're on about smoke, but um they happened in germany where yes. a man ate another man's penis yeah his like, dick yeah <laughs> yeah because he wanted to do you, this guy had this ultimate sexual fetish that he wanted to be consumed and he deliberately found websites where he found people who had the the exact opposite fetish, which were they wanted to consume someone. So it was like the, a match made in heaven, so <laughs> to speak, even though it's considered morally questionable. And I don't think it was... I, memory serves. I don't think if the guy did get arrested for it, it wasn't arrested for... I think he might be out. I may be wrong about that. But you have the, uh, the Japanese cannibal. I just uh, looked it up.
2: His is Armin... Maui's or something. That's probably he, not right Is he at still all.
0: in prison? No.
2: Um. Let's see. Arrest, trial, and conviction of manslaughter. And I'm not sure. Since he, in 2004 he was convicted and sentenced to eight years. So, oh, so
0: he's out then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So eight years for eating a human. Uh, but there's a there's that Japanese cannibal. Um, Wait,
2: wait. There's an update. Two thousand six. He was retried and convicted of murder. Sentenced to life imprisonment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What was that? someone was like, "That's not the right answer. Let's 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 try again." That sounds like the right answer. But you've got a guy who's actually wrote a book in Japan about cannibalism. He he served his time, got out, and he he's wrote a book, and he's he's fairly well off and fairly successful, and he. At people but you you have this idea of you're talking about um voluntary or you know uh, involuntary murder but that argument can be extended even further to something like euthanasia so if if you consent to die by someone killing you because you have a terminal illness or, or or whatnot there are certain countries where that is legal and there are other countries where it's illegal in the UK, it's illegal and people travel from the UK to Switzerland because it is not illegal in Switzerland to end their life from, from terminal diseases and all the rest. Now, if it was done in this country, it's, it is it's morally wrong according to the law um, and it's legally wrong according to the law. But you have an, a country which is maybe two, three hours on a plane away from here where that is not seen as morally wrong and not seen as illegal. Yeah, we so, had
2: the huge Jack Kevorkian debate. Yes, in the and states it, I, for years.
0: Yeah, and that, and that that spans out to that, and it can go one step further, even into like terms, which is always a political issue in the states. Seldom a political issue elsewhere in, in the world, but abortion also falls into that category um, of you know whether or not it's you know is it legal or right for the mother to decide or the parents to decide. To, to terminate a, a life um, and that, that also spans it and all that, Like if, you, if you're looking at the discussion points and I, I know we're getting very deep for long pigs here but all these things are extensions of that argument and this movie starts to hypothesise, here's the starting point on both the left and the right and we're going to jump I don't know why I equated vegans to the left I'm sorry about that um, but here are the two points now we're going to extend it back a little for both sides, and we're going to keep going. And it reaches very much a breaking point of both sides. But that argument can keep going. It can keep going further and further along. Um, and as a discussion topic, I think this film does very well at doing that. And once again, depending on your stance or your opinion on certain things, you can come away from this. From just talking about this, I've equated it to euthanasia and abortion. Um for you guys hadn't thought about that when the movie finished but I have now and it's, it's a it's a a train of thought that you can follow from watching the movie this is going to be Euthanasia the longest also. review of this movie in history Euthanasia was an amazing album Euthanasia was an amazing album they were a great yeah. band Annie Lennox is a great singer I'm talking about Megadeth no I was joking yeah. <laughs> I know who their Euro Mix are Piece sells, but who's buying? Uh, right. Where were we? His mother. His hockey scene. His, uh, his
1: mother. His oh, yeah. mother went crazy, thinking that the filmmakers were gonna take her away. And the doctor was like, "Hey, Cannibal Man, you can you can, uh, you can agree with me on this? We're all just pieces." Hmm? So. From harvesting organs, they're talking about harvesting his mother's organs. Uh, we go to the fast-paced uh, butcher scene in the basement. That uh, the plum good. fairy. And I was playing the what's it called, yakety sax, the the <laughs> Benny Hill music in, in my head every every time I saw that. I don't know about anybody else.
2: Like there, there isn't a whole lot of uh, overt gore. In- in the film but the two or three scenes that are there it's really well done
0: yeah when so like we we find that one that I thought was actually really well executed even though it's, it's just very creative editing that that can assist on as we jump back to our DJ and the DJ starts talking about the surrounding controversy with the mayor's son and nah. um, I don't know why I did the, the Alex Jones voice again there but <laughs> I'm sticking with it, goddamn it. And uh, basically, this guy is not a nice guy. And then, you know, is he is he potentially embezzling money and dodgy deals? Uh, and it says, this guy is a scumbag. This guy is an absolute scumbag. And then we see him, uh, he must eat at the restaurant where Anthony and Anthony's friends are valets at, um, which is a very American thing. We don't have that in the UK. You drive. You, you park your own car, goddammit, it, and you walk to work. It's it's like your- well, you also have big, good mass transit Canadian. generally, or uh, a lot better. Who than us most, most in than the UK? No, we don't. No? <laughs> like, no, no, no. Train runs on time in this country, <laughs> and um, traffic just in general, like, like smoke has been over here. Um, nothing runs on time in the UK. Oh, That's no. why everyone's queuing all the time because nothing runs on time. We love a good queue. We love to stand there as a collection of people back to back in a line. We um, just call it
2: standing in line.
0: Yeah, so like, we, we, we give it a fancy word like Q. Barber Qua. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start calling it a Qua. Uh, I'm going to stand yeah. in my Qua. Um, this,
2: this jerk in his homer comes up.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, And we get like insane friend guy. like basically like, oh, He was a dick to me last time he spoke to me. But if, I, if he comes, I, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to sort him out and he comes up and he's a dick tum and he's like I can't believe I froze <laughs> like a, but if the two of us were in a if we were in an alleyway together only one of us would coming out yeah,
2: the uh, circumstances were different I would have I would have took him out yeah. Yeah. Like, jacket. I'm gonna
0: fuck up your sun <laughs> so, like he makes his laundry list of excuses and this is what makes me think he doesn't know that the meat's human yeah Yeah, you know I mean Anthony
2: Anthony kind of Wants to portray himself, I think, is like Dexter in this one right here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, very much so. He's like, hmm, mm, criminal, you see, bit of a dickhead, you see. Hmm. So they basically start tailing this guy, and um, this is the this is one of the ghost scenes I think is, is really, really, really well done. Uh, essentially, he very much like like a hitman um, appears from a bush uh, with a gun, and he shoots this guy in the back of the head. And it looks like, once again, just the way it's edited, it looks real. It looks like the guy gets shot and then would spin around really quickly and there's blood all over the all over the, the snow. Um, and he gets he gets locked into the back of the car and they set off and lo and behold, they get a flat tire. Oh. Would you believe it?
1: In the middle of nowhere, in the winter. With a body. <laughs> with
0: the body. <laughs> it's very Fargo. Um, there's some some helpful
2: farmers and just happen to have a pig farm nearby
0: yeah. Yeah, with an abattoir in it and then the movie <laughs> gets a bit on the nose but I can live with yeah, yeah. it it's, uh, it's like well, look all these pigs look at how cute these pigs are but these pigs are going to be slaughtered and they're going to become this a rack of ribs which we see in the smokehouse knowing fine well we've yes, already seen we've already seen a rack of ribs before um And we see these caged animals, etc., etc. I think we can. This bit to me was interesting, but if if anything, it's trying to. I think it highlights a point without necessarily. It's just like, see, look at this outraged listener viewer. (laughs) What does humans do to these animals? (laughs) These poor little piggy animals. These are brothers and sisters. Look at them. They're so cute. Um, but you'll eat them on a roll tomorrow, or a biscuit. I think you guys call them biscuits in America. Uh, we call them rolls over here. Mm, roll. <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. I'm so goddamn hungry. That hamburger's um,
1: already gone. <laughs> the milkshake doesn't care when the Duncan
0: eats the hamburger. That's what my new t-shirt's going to say, or my next tattoo, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, so they, they, they get treated to, to, to some good old-fashioned wisconsin or a canadian hospitality they all sit down and eat a lot of meat um and then they're on their way oh they're so lovely weren't they and then we we end up back and then we get this kind of sped up version of him once again i think this is a great practical um kind of special effect that you see him gut the body Mm-hmm. Go through it all, chop up all the different parts, wrap them up, write what they are, put them in. We would imagine a freezer, and then we get into a bit of the, the 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 kind of, and this is interspersed with the police officer talking and the psychopathologist talking. Um, but he explains what he does to get rid of the bones, um, which yeah. once again, this I was is watching pretty, that I was like, this is this is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's like super interesting. It's like, some people just want to do this, but no, I've got a secret. You do this. You essentially cremate the bones, and then you dispose of the ash, which, once again, links into a scene very much later on, which is a bit on the nose, but we can live with it. Um, And, yeah, so we're through that part, and then we're on to the next kill, which is he's going to stalk this woman who has a cat, so I was like, uh oh, smoke I've been a bit happy here. Back to the cat. Yeah. But she also has a dog. Um, so they kinda they kinda mess up this this kill. He doesn't get his kill that he wants because the dog arrives and they all start running and tripping over things and yeah, they... and he's very calm about everything. It's like, Come on guys, calm. Let's walk calmly back to the car and we're in the car and relax and breathe. I. Um, and they decide to go for a, a piece of meat that I wouldn't go for, which is a, a kind of busboy, like a, a restaurant who Man. is standing outside smoking a cigarette, and I'm like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and they shoot him in the back of the head, and he's an ex-victim who apparently must have ate a lot of curry. Ah, comes out when, yeah, he
2: when starts, it's heated. He starts talking about people who have different diets or, uh, you know, cultural cultural cuisines whatnot tastes different than other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Very Don't... much like, a, I believe, porn stars say about semen. Diet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you, you eat a lot of um, kind of citrus fruits and things that are sweet, then your your man muck will taste differently, apparently. Yeah. That's <laughs> right, I said man muck. It's about the only time I'll ever say it in a, pod, a podcast, but I'm doing it here.
1: <laughs> that, that's as uh, good, good a word for it as any.
2: Uh. <laughs> this goes this leads into what what i think is i don't want to oversell it but like it's hugely, a thought powerful scene
0: coming up yeah because the they ask him they, they start a dialogue with him where they ask him specifically about where he began with cannibalism and he tells this story about this girl that used to Used to visit them all the time, and meanwhile, this is interspersed with the psychopathologist saying that a lot of these killings are are usually the the end result of uh, one's inability to have sexual relations with someone you are attracted to, or anyone of a particular gender that you're attracted to, and this can vent out in frustration, anger, and violence. But as the conversation goes on, they they're really breaking that they're trying to find out the limit of what this guy has done and he kind of steers a conversation to very much like the treatment of certain animals. Yeah, Cause we're going to talk about animals again. <laughs> um, the The perceived notion is the younger the, the kill, the more tender the meat. And he links us to the fact that he only ever killed one child. Um, and Ashley said, yes. Well, the meat was lovely. Um, the attention that is drawn to that sort of death, which is once again another kind of uh, social commentary on how society perceives certain deaths uh, to certain groups in society as being more important than others—kids more important than prostitutes—but um, potentially not as important as mares' children. I don't know. Um, we'll come back to that. Uh, an and yeah, so he goes diagram. through this one. He goes through this one with with very little remorse at first. Yeah because he had never thought about it before. Yeah, he's just like, well, you know, the reason I didn't do it again is because, you know, there was too much heat on me. But then the documentary decides to take this really interesting look in that the the actual detective we're speaking to has, for the entire time he's been talking to you, had a a wanted picture or a missing person's picture of this girl in the background. So, you know, their conversation with this guy this is a guy that has is still looking for this kid and then and what i would say is one of the darker parts of this um this movie and one that actually kind of caught me off guard on how how much of a left turn it took um is that it kind of jumps across and says well uh, let's speak to the dad of this this girl that went this which is what they do they start speaking to the father and we we get to see how much this has actually consumed his life and the comments that Anthony made earlier on about well you know what's different you know what's the difference between eating a uh you know a a pig or a cow to eating a, a human being you know worms don't miss the worm doesn't miss its mother when the worm is eaten by the fish and but we see the after effect of the the dad and how much it's consumed his life with his daughter being missed and the fucked up thing about it is he's holding the mic boom. he's mm-hmm. holding the mic boom through this entire interview. And we start to see on his face that he's maybe slightly guilty about it.
1: That is a neighbor is running some sort of power tool. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> cutting up a body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wasn't I sure. How loud it is on your... Uh... I could
0: hear it. You so... can hear it, but... um, I could hear you fine. So, uh, okay. I'll whatever go. suits yourself. If you want to move, that's cool. If you want to edit this, if you recall, <laughs> I mean, it, it might sound like
1: I inserted the sounds on purpose, since we are talking about... uh <laughs> Just play it, then.
0: Just say, yeah. excuse noise in the background, it is my neighbor cutting up a body. Uh, I am slightly concerned he's, in, he's invited me for barbecois later on. Barbecois. Yes.
1: He has. I said, hey, you don't look too stringy. <laughs> come on over and uh, make sure
0: here's, here's a little based
1: I want you to, to to rub on yourself and uh, <laughs> just come on by
0: but this is like I think like if <laughs> we hey, jump back onto talking about the, the movie This is this the bit you were like because Smoke had said to me when you watched this a couple of months ago you look that this movie takes a, a kind of turn
2: yeah this this scene right here It I, I, I thought it that's what really sets it apart from uh, like similar type films or genre films is uh this, this father is so, such a great actor yeah. he conveys this whole is like like it's actual like these are his emotions over his daughter and then uh he's holding out hope that she's still alive
0: yeah
2: and meanwhile this this guy is standing right
0: beside him ate it, his daughter yeah, it consumed <laughs> Consumed her. And Which is, yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> yes, yeah,
2: it's, it's it's amazingly fucked up, but it's a powerful scene. I I felt.
0: Uh, yeah, I think, I agree. I think his like, you and can, once again, it's sold on the acting is what what sells it for me completely. So
2: I think, uh and yeah, and like I think you mentioned that uh, Anthony, he he's never really considered the consequences mm-hmm. of his actions and how it may affect other people. But I think during this scene, he's is maybe starting to dawn on him that you know it, these are real people with real families and real emotions
0: which i think leads to what he does next which is essentially he, he sells out his friend in the death of the senator's kid or mayor's kid or whatever he goes in <laughs> and basically completely sells him out uh, because he wants the their family to know I well, this is my this is how I took it away. he Wants their family to know that he is dead, but doesn't want to you know confess to the crime himself. So he basically says, "Oh yeah, of course he's dead." Because like my I love when they're like that. So the police like see back to him what he has said. So like, so when you saw the, the mayor's kid's kid uh, clothes covered in blood in the possession of your friend, that's when you thought he may have been involved. And he's like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when I saw the dead mayor's kids yeah. covered in blood, that's when I thought it might be involved. shit,
1: I've <laughs> got to be. And like you were talking about him trying to assuage his guilt, he claims himself to be a good citizen. Yeah, by by turning in this monster.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I,
2: I took it as that Anthony is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: But that's he's what done. he's calling himself. Oh,
0: no, that's... Serious. No, you're right. You're right. He is He is a piece of shit, but what he's doing is he's trying to play the part of a good citizen because this is what yeah. good citizens do. And he's... He, I think he's trying... And it all comes out... I think it's all from this conversation of the dad saying, you know, he'll never give up because there's no evidence that his kid is dead, so he can't admit it to himself that his kid's dead. So he does what he can do, which is admit that the... And he throws his friend under the bus. His friend who has visible rage issues that had an argument with this guy. It's a perfect patsy. In public? It's a perfect patsy. And he gets arrested in the, the most delightful way. Screaming like a maniac <laughs> as he gets put <laughs> in the of a police car. Which will do you no favours. No. And then we move into essentially what is the third act of this movie. And this is where things start to take... Turn. If you've watched many of these sorts of movies before, you, I already knew where this movie was going. Um, mm-hmm. You have a good idea. And maybe not the very, very, very end, but I knew where it was going. Something so, Like a, the
2: standard film footage ending? Yes,
0: the creep much, ending or something ending, like yeah, that. Which is, what, <laughs> which is why I enjoyed the bits that came after that, because that's, that's what made my eyes roll back into position, <laughs> as opposed to them rolling up when that happened um but yeah so we we, i think he was
2: filming this mostly in i think he started around 2003 the director it was still kind of a fresh fresh thing then somewhat
0: oh well it would be yeah and to be honest with you there's like there's a certain it'd be like saying you know i don't like exorcism movies because they all end the they all end with exorcisms. So <laughs> no, found footage movies tend to finish that way because that's really how you finish a found footage movie. If you finished it any other way, that'd just be an ending. Yeah, just be a footage. A, I mean so <laughs> Some I can kind of footage that. films. Yeah. So like but they go back to his house and um he's still a bit kind of guilty about things and he gets a phone call, Anthony gets a phone call, and we find out that basically his mother's died but they're trying to continue filming him and he's like no I need my space like will you throw something at them and they're like this could be the best bit of the documentary because this is the raw emotional part that we really want we need to keep following him and he comes back and he says like my mum's died I really don't want to do this just now could you give me some space? And they're like, yeah, well, maybe we'll go out for a beer or something. He's like, well, no, I don't want to drink. I just want to be left alone. That's okay. And they're like, of course. Well, maybe you shouldn't be alone. And he's like, well, no, I want to be left alone. And they're like, okay. So he goes downstairs into his murder basement. Um, <laughs> and they start following. He's like, no, seriously, guys, leave me alone. And Don't poke the cannibal bear. Yeah, like, basically, he's like, no, get like go away. So they leave, and then... Um, Basically, we get like this montage scene um, of them trying to get in touch with him after the fact because they're keen to finish their documentary. Uh, he is now, I think, he's maybe in mourning about his mother, but he, I think he's realised that things are—it's making him think too much. And uh, when he's thinking about too thinking about it too much, this is where he's starting to question his life choices, um, which he's not really comfortable doing. So they managed to talk him back into filming with him. And this is what I was talking about, the the scene that, that mirrors earlier on. It, it's basically he, they follow him as he spreads his mother's ashes. And that's kind of how he disposes his bodies. <laughs> in the movie He just disposes them by, you know, cremating them. The, so I think it's once again to try to kind of highlight this point that like a dead body is a dead body and, you know and this guy's justified fucked up mind you know if you're eating them then that's the purpose of... and his friend says that they on as well as you know that the meat's dead then what's the harm in eating it and mm-hmm. um, and then it kind of becomes a. I, I think they, they're trying to find a way to finish this documentary and it's New Year's and they're out and he doesn't really want to party he wants to he keeps mentioning he wants to get them back to his house Mm-hmm. which they Julie do and that kind of sets up the ending and I've been talking non-stop for about five minutes so someone else needs to speak
1: well yeah it, here uh there, go for it man
2: oh I was just I was just gonna say that uh, this is kind of where the, the the intentions of the filmmakers are all selfish and greedy and it mm-hmm. that's when it really just comes out and it wears on him he finds he it's kind of overt at this point yeah. And then, um, so in this,
0: for real friends, real real page page friends. friends. Yeah, and, and I was like, I, I was like, come on, right? Take take what he has just said as a clear, invisible warning. When a serial killer says that that funny line in front of you, and you've seen him murder people, yeah, you uh, should in his, his house. Yeah. That's when you excuse yourself. It's been a great uh-huh. night. You should do this again sometime. No, we'll call you. Bye. Um, and <laughs> Get out the fucking door. Get into your dodge, <laughs> and get out of dodge, um, but they don't, they don't do that because they're greedy. They're greedy they, even
1: fucking st- they even stay after he says, "I kind of feel like that saying was made up for filmmakers."
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, the right
1: on the wall. Fucking chilling. Uh, that's why when shortly after that, the one guy says, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom," or the <laughs> the water closet, the the loo. <laughs> The Blue.
0: oh god bless you the
1: wc yeah the wc i thought he fucked off and left um all right did you because all <laughs> uh, right i've got you like, like, oh, okay. leave the guy with the camera
2: yeah the, the other guy's cleaning the lens
0: yeah <sighs> and he he gets him um, it's hammer Tam. here's <laughs> stop <Hammer time. laughs> and he comes dancing in with these large like shell suit bottom pant things hammer pants <laughs> Back, yeah, It's a really him. bizarre scene. <laughs> that never happened in the movie.
2: He's got lines etching in the, into his hair on the side.
0: He's like in the background. Oh, oh, oh. Like, hey, nowhere.
2: With a red tail.
0: <laughs> Please, Hammer, don't hurt him.
2: <laughs> but he does hurt them badly. To death.
0: He hurts them to death. I will kill you to death. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he hits the guy with the camera. Uh, The camera falls over and we see the blood start to trickle down. And then he basically walks into the living room. Dude in the bathroom, uh, the loo, the wash closet, the WC, the toilet uh, comes out. And um, he struggles manages to fight off our killer and then runs at the door screaming help which is what i would have done after the champagne toast Mm -hmm. um he runs out there and our killer sits in a chair sparks up a cigarette and um waits for the inevitable justice that will come out of this and then we're into really the the this is where the movie decides it's going to start to close things very much out but it starts to tie together a lot of the themes and messages overall in the movie uh, i feel anyway so we see that we, we see the outcome of what happened to to everyone in the movie very wonder years yeah <laughs> uh, i mean that music in the background and you know what would you do <laughs> Tony totally left that summer and became a a, a, h- a hiker in the himalayas but God, last one. <laughs> Found seven years later, frozen in ice. Um, but what well, well, you know, we, we find that that his mother didn't die of Alzheimer's. Rather, she contracted some kind of version of uh, yeah, I, C. I didn't G- V or whatever it's called, Chronic Jacobs. C. J. D. Was, was that a real thing? Yes, I, that's yeah. What, that's what the the particular disease is. Matt uh, is is proper name is kronach Jakob's disease, but in the UK it's known as mad cow disease. Yes, And it was a thing over here for, for quite a while, and they tracked it back to the fact that farmers were taking in the carcasses of cows, crushing them into bone meal, and then feeding them back to cows. So basically turning cows into cannibals, um, which tainted the meat, and then when humans were eating them, it was giving them this horrible brain disease. Um, no, mad cow disease uh, that's, that's where it comes from so that's a real disease but that you wouldn't get that from eating humans the i can't remember what the the technical term is for the cannibal disease that you yeah. get but i i think she, when they say she contracted a version of that that's what i think they mean because she was, she was being fed her son had been feeding her human uh, for a while <laughs> so that kind of on her. and i think the the effects of that disease are motor neuron and um i think the the exhibit symptoms very similar to alzheimer's so that's how she died um the the filmmaker which is pretty funny he survived <laughs> and became very 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 famous very 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 famous uh, but he was killed by the father of the daughter who was kidnapped probably most likely because he knew and didn't say fucking anything Mm-hmm. So the dad, but the dad got acquitted. So we get the, you know, he was like, he was given, acquitted under temporary insanity. Um, the guy that the friend that was arrested got released and then sued and got two million dollars because that's what happens. And our killer ended up in prison for life sentence, where he wrote a book on nutrition, <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of like cook or, organic cooking. Organic cooking. Um, <laughs> And then we we slip into the the first part of the credits, and we jump back to like the the bookend of this movie, which is we have our our radio, our Alex Jones, the vampire pedophiles from Saturn are using the 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 juice box, which will turn you gay uh, if you drink Goddamn gay frogs <laughs> up in here, and it's all Obama's fault. Um, Infowars.com. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. He he is doing his his bit where he retracts his statements about the Essentially about the Mayor's son. He has to do a rebuttal on that. Um, but then he's he's talking about their guest that they're gonna have on. And the guest that they have on is our killer. Anthony comes on. And the outrage that the, the radio personality has for this guy is evident from the start. Um, and you could say to a certain extent, rightly so, but Anthony's quite a clever fellow and he keeps relating back to, you, you, you're you talking about all the things that I did, but you kept running these stories and you made money off them and all the rest. And you're talking about me. How can I live with myself? Well, you know, look, look at yourself in the mirror. You profited from all these things just like I profited from all these things. So who are you to sit there and condemn uh, with your self-righteousness on on what I am doing? Uh, Which I think is, once again, one of the main kind of commentaries in the movie.
2: Like in a movie with a cannibal serial killer, the real monster is the media.
0: Enemy of the American people. (laughs) Did Did you just see... Did you just... Did you just liken this to the end of Cannibal Holocaust? <laughs> Did you
2: like?
0: I, I don't know. We're sure. <laughs> just talking it out of my ass. Well, that, I think you're right though. I think there is a there is a very strong commentary on the media in here on how. I think this is the beauty of long pigs. Long pigs is like a, a cluster grenade in terms of who it's actually targeting, with what it's saying. It's anyone in the room is going to get shredded. And it does that pretty well, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is even that it, it does look at the fact that media obsesses on things and glamorizes or sensationalizes things um, to get people to pay more attention to it without necessarily looking at the message uh, behind what's actually happening. And a lot of what he has said earlier on um, about you know the, the you know the. Uh, the prostitute goes missing, but the the mayor's daughter isn't a prostitute or whatever. Um, and then how he was purposely going about saying negative things about the mayor's son, but then very quickly retracting that. I don't think that the prostitute had at the later come, but prostitute wasn't a prostitute. I don't think she would get the same rebuttal. No, you know from from the media personality. So I think you're right. I think the movie is kind of saying that as well, which I think is. Once again, I really this movie works on so many levels, man. I think it's like a really, really, really clever movie. Um it took a bit of time to get going for me. But when the messages started coming towards the last half an hour of the movie, when they started to become very definitive and pointed out that's when I was like, actually, there is a there is a message about the quote unquote left. There is a message about the quote unquote right here. There's a message on vegans and vegetarians. There's a message on meat eaters. There's a message on the media. The media's rolling it. There's a this idea of celebrity as well. You know, the fact that because a director survives a serial killing, he's given you know multi million pound movie deals to do on what basis? You know it's because he survived that and he's got media attention so it's, it's even though it, that's just a throwaway sentence at the end of a movie that's still poignant. True. And it all works. I thought I thought the movie all tied up really really nice. It, yeah. The movie's
2: very short but it, it packs so much into really does. into such, such a short period of time. Oh yeah, I've yeah.
1: seen movies twice as long that I didn't find half as interesting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
2: it's a good choice. Oh, did you yeah. guys overall enjoy the film?
1: I did. I I, I I I liked this movie, and I would uh, I would recommend it to anybody that yeah, likes this kind of movie. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I thought it was. I I actually really. Well, by the time it finished, I was like, "This is a like this movie wasn't just surprisingly good to me. This was like." Uh, this movie is actually kind of remarkable. Um, it, like you say, it covers so much ground, packs so much stuff into it, is held with very good acting. Not not by every character, but for the most part, the majority, I'd say easily 80% of the performances in here, are, are of a really high standard for the sort of movie it is. I thought the practical effects were, were utilised really well. Um, and it doesn't. The movie could have played down the fact. All the way right through it that this is a cannibal movie and it doesn't do that that's the backdrop it's more this kind of this character study of how this guy justifies things to himself and how confronted with the the end result or the outcome or the aftermath of what he does how that ultimately starts to take its toll on the character there's that there's a great documentary and I believe it might be the document it might be the thing that I come back on to do on this show down the line but there's a fantastic documentary called the act of killing Ooh, I, cannot I, recommend. I knew you were gonna say that yeah and this movie reminds me a lot of the act of killing to an extent um the act of killing follows the um it's the indonesian mafia who um basically <laughs> butchered about a million communists from their country over like a five-year span they were employed by the government, the kind of fascist government at the time, to to wipe out all these these communists who were starting to take a foothold in their country. And what the movie does is it sits down with these these people that were in that group that killed all these people and allows them to reenact what they did at this time through different styles of film. So they make a series of short movies um, within the movie uh, reenacting the the killings and all these people are very nonchalant they're very they're very prideful of it in, a, yeah, in most cases yeah they see it as a, a duty that they did for their country uh, and there's this main guy that we spend time with and it's, it's, it's really weird because when you first see him he's, he's an old guy but he's very spry and he's kind of like ha ha took this guy with a grot. <laughs> you're all happy and all the rest and there's at one point in the film he reenacts what has happened but he sits in the place of the person he killed and from that part in the movie he ages like about 20 years on camera and it just wears him down to the point that when he's talking about it at the end he's a shell of himself and the actual true effects of what he did and the effects on how the, i believe he says at the at one point he's like that I, I wonder if this is what this person felt when i was killing them and this effect and this kind of long pigs is not not in the same league as that the killing is one of the greatest documentaries ever fucking made and i'm not saying long pigs is in the same camp as that because it's a <laughs> low budget you know indie fucking film footage movie but fundamentally it follows a very similar character arc um, and i think it handles it with a great deal of pride and respect that generally in the hands of lesser filmmakers would be very hokey and very very twee um and i think i i, I actually the more we've spoke about it on this show the higher i would grade this i, I actually think it is it, it's, it's a fascinating little movie it really really is i was afraid you guys
2: are gonna be like you know what fuck you smoke this this fucking sucked
0: <laughs> well- Glad you said that because everything I said was a lie. This movie fucking sucks. I knew smoke. it. <laughs> now it's my, my, time. Favorite, my favorite. My favorite <laughs> bit in the movie was when they discovered that eating um, all the flesh uh, turned them into vampiric pedophiles from <laughs> from Mars using the monolith with the Illuminati and the lizard people and the Queen of England. God damn it, <laughs> Um, but yeah I, I genuinely thought it was a great great movie i as a high recommend for me myron will be literally stroking himself off right now <laughs> listening <to> this <laughs> this is his dream is for me to say that like i do like netflix gradings on my show i think this movie would come out as a 4.5 for me i, I genuinely thought it was I, I genuinely think it's brilliant so
1: yeah that's that's about where i fell on it try cuz I, I wasn't sure if we'd bring up the rating the rating uh from your show just like i had uh Danny from uh Hail Ming not too mm-hmm. long ago but i prepared five reasons just in case we went
0: into more,
1: <laughs> more comfortable territory for him
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a smart mission. But, Hail, yeah. Ming. Um, but <laughs> Hail Ming Hail Ming
1: Hail Ming i i would definitely say it's about four and a half out of uh out of five there'd be a lot of yellow stars i don't know if the stars
0: are yellow in the uk they the they are they are um we're not heathens over here <laughs>
1: <laughs> did uh did myron tell you how he thought you were gonna rate it
0: yeah he thought at best i would give it a three and a half Oh, but most nice. likely a three, so he, was, he he doesn't know. He does not know. And I'm not going to tell him either because I'm a prick. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that,
1: that'll make sure he listens to the episode.
0: Yeah, plus, plus everyone should, trust me, I'll be telling everyone to check out this show, and not only because they need to listen to my sexy, sexy voice. And hear more smoke, which you don't get to do, but because I genuinely hope that from listening to us talk about this movie, they go and find out this, you know, they go find this movie. Which you probably will and I don't advocate it, but um you probably will have to go illegal on this one to find it. Um but there's uh there's
2: a lot of like streaming services like uh, uh, they're kinda like crackle where you, the movie's on there but you have know, to sit through tons and tons of commercials. Yeah. It's it appears on a, several of those. So I mean it's not the most optimum way to watch the film.
1: But if if you but, wanna have a completely clear conscience and not have to do a uh, Albert Fish sort of uh <laughs> justification like uh our guy had about how it was quick mm-hmm. didn't hurt her didn't scare her didn't download it illegally but you gotta <laughs> deal with the commercial this is true yeah. this or
2: is or true. you can pay uh what's it going like 300 bucks for a dvd
1: secondary <laughs> yeah.
0: like market yeah. yeah don't do that don't do that Wait, like this was- no distributor can argue about you illegally it's like it's like um it's like people saying that you know the fact that people are continually illegally watching Poughkeepsie um, the Poughkeepsie tapes is the reason that you know no distributor will put that movie out it's because everyone's everyone's elite everyone that would likely see it has found a way to track down and watch it and that's not true. Like you put that movie out tomorrow, I will buy that fucking movie. I'll love that movie. I will buy it tomorrow. Like you're only hurting yourself by yeah. not putting that movie out.
1: We'll buy it in two years when you re-release it in the special box.
0: <laughs> yeah, a long pig. So you never. You, stranger things have happened with movies like this, where a, someone at a distributor just sees a movie, takes a shine to it, and puts them out. Screen Factory have put out worse movies than this. A lot worse <laughs> than this movie. Like a lot worse, a lot more obscure, bizarre, only came out in VHS for like six months back in 1983 nonsense. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would love to see this movie get a, a bit of love and a bit of treatment. I'd love to see if this guy's done anything else, actually. I don't know if the director went on to do anything else, but if he did, I'd be quite interested to check it out because I think it's surprisingly good. <laughs> yeah, the, the credits were pretty
1: uh, sparse. There wasn't a whole lot on IMDb. I did manage to dig up. I don't know if you guys saw that. The budget was probably around two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh really? And the original. Speaking of special edition DVDs, the original release of this on DVD, some of it was offered with handmade beef jerky. (laughs) (laughs) jerky.
0: (laughs) That was amazing.
1: Made by the actor in character, supposedly. Oh, (laughs) easy. And I like think that. I saw somewhere that he may have been the special effects, uh, the head of special effects.
0: That would surprise me. I think it, it, if you're doing a lot of those scenes in a particular way, especially cutting up fake bodies or whatever, um, I think you would probably want to be... It's the same reason Savini used to do a lot of the... Like, he did, like... the. Uh, the actual kill sequences and, and movies like the burn In and, and like movies like uh, Friday the 13th and stuff like that is, it's easier if you know exactly where to chop on something mm-hmm. and if you can get away with just having Pamela Voorhees, very hairy Tom Savini hands. <laughs> um,
1: the hairiest knuckles a mother ever had.
0: Yeah. If you, you you can have those sort of things. You can get away with it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I could imagine that. Uh, yeah, I, I like I say great movie, great choice smoke. Um, it makes me kind of half like you, and I don't like that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure in the next two minutes you'll say something that will morally offend me again, and then I'll go back to hating you. Uh, that's probably. a rivalry, by the way, guys. <laughs> that's a rivalry. We have a rivalry on our show. Yeah, <laughs> Just to like right. this one, it's a bit of a prick. Um, I am totally, but Smokes worse, so. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm 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 way bigger of an asshole.
0: <laughs> even, though, even though you are an asshole. But like,
2: I, I just, I think this movie's really great, man, and um, I, I'd, I'd like to see it, have it, find an audience somewhere. But it's such a deep cut, is <laughs> to find it now. Hopefully, at some point, it, cult status will elevate a bit more, and it'll start to find it's where the people who should see it, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, dedicated yeah. fans like you, man. Like, like I was saying, I. Feel like maybe I had heard of the movie once in passing before you uh started talking about it, and I am not stupider for having seen it. I do not have to shame, or no, 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 uh, or was that in um God? What were you talking
0: about, Duncan? Yeah, and Billy Madison is is actually Adam Sandler that does the speech, but oh, okay. it's it's the head it's the head teacher that gives the 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 kind of rollicking speech to Billy Madison's character, <laughs> thing I've ever heard, and you know we're all a bit more sheepish for hearing it. I May mean, God have mercy on your soul. Yeah. Um, yeah, the little yeah, but, Engine in the kid or something—I can't remember the name of the story, but it's or the puppy that got lost or I don't know. It's, it's very funny. It's one of my favorite yeah. scenes in that movie. It was uh, New had, Magazine Day.
2: <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I had only really heard this movie. Uh, was it four or five months
0: ago, maybe? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. It was about. That's when I first time.
2: brought it up to you. Oh yeah, because uh, you guys, I, it was about the same time you guys were doing uh found footage, the uh, Bass versus Horror.
0: Yeah, we we always yeah. do found footage features, and we've been asked to do it. And we didn't put it on it. Um... And then you were like, "That ah, have you considered this movie? And I was like, oh, this is already done Smoke. And you were like, no, seriously, you need to do this movie. And it yeah. may still happen. It may happen this year. I might bring this off. I don't think Baz oh, that would watch be- a movie like this, but I'd love to hear him talk about it. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, that, that'd, that'd be, be great. Fun. But yeah, it was around that time when um I was just on a like a film footage binge watch of everything I hadn't seen. And I'd, and I'd seen this on a obscure list, and that's when I had to track it down. Yeah, before that, I I, I didn't I had no idea this thing even existed.
0: That's a good one. That's yeah. a
1: good um. Well done. That's how the underground bands get popular, man. Mm-hmm. The, uh, that word of mouth. Word of mouth. Eat this shit up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Literally, <laughs> this shit up. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. C- can I just thank you very much for inviting me on the show? I'm like, I've been super pumped to do this since you asked um yeah, I, yeah know, it's, it's been it's been a ton of it's like really been a ton of fun and it's everything i hoped The because like obviously i hadn't seen the movie until today it's everything i kind of hoped we would have from a movie uh to discuss on here is something that has plenty of different talking points and goes all over the place and allows me to do my alex jones impression seven times Ah, oh, well, <laughs> thank you
1: so much for coming on uh you both yeah, have yeah. uh open invitations
0: Come Ooh. back one on one. or together. I, I mean, I don't care. Maybe, okay. maybe, right? Maybe we hold the act of killing back for a later date, and maybe I pick a film for Smoke to see that Smoke has never seen, Ooh. and I'm uh, oh, back and do so that. Nice. That should be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as that.
1: as often as you like. I've got you know some things in the works and taking some ideas about doing the bonus episodes to keep to keep shit coming out, and I should be yep. starting a series where. My wife that I did episode two with on uh, Mm. In My Skin, I think I'm going to be having her watch movies that she's until now refused to watch for. Oh, nice. You know, like uh, Last House on the Left and such things like that. Um, Oh, good. I like it. I don't think she's she got taken to see Cannibal Holocaust (laughs) on a date. One of her first dates date. with, with uh, <laughs> the guy that she was dating uh, before
0: she and I started dating. I wonder how that relationship never worked out. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: doesn't, uh, I don't know, like, it's different people into different things, but I wouldn't think Cannibal Holocaust's first date wouldn't work out especially well.
1: It, it was, uh, you know, lucky for me, she's a patient woman. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I waited eight years before trying to make her watch Can- Hannibal cannibal holocaust so uh mm-hmm. we'll see how uh that, that'll probably happen later i'm gonna try to find stuff that you guys who are so much better at talking about horror and stuff uh oh, haven't already
0: see. done and done much better <laughs> <laughs> don't know that's not gonna happen so <laughs> gonna love the episode that we do because we're gonna do a little lesser known japanese movie called the kitty cat holocaust
1: Ooh. um
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm all joking <laughs> <laughs> the, the smoke's like I, I am outraged by this but also want to check it out <laughs> no it doesn't exist don't look it up
1: but yeah I would love for you to pick a movie that he's never seen and uh, oh, I'll do it. I'll... I'll do it motherfucker <laughs> and I've got my ever growing list of films uh, that I plan on doing I'll probably shoot those to you guys see if any of them are of interest to you uh, Nice. if you're not scared to come back into the bomb shelter <laughs> in my basement right. with the <laughs> the butchering tools hanging, uh, <laughs> obviously in your face. But uh, no, th- thanks, thanks a lot, guys. This was a really nice beginning uh, to a thanks day. Thanks for having me. This would have been a nice end to a day.
2: I don't get a chance to really like, like. I appreciate you giving me the chance to actually talk about a movie. As on, on TMHS, it's just, it's just talking about uh, dick jokes mostly. Yeah, and DMX. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, there's there's room for all of it. DMX dick jokes and politics. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, again, thank you guys so much for coming by and uh, taking the time out of your, your busy days uh, of various obligations and whatnot to talk about this pretty cool movie. If you've made it this far in the episode and you haven't seen it, thanks for still being here. Uh, but I, I think you could have gotten something good even if you hadn't but go check it out somewhere legally and otherwise (laughs) Uh, but yeah you guys have been great uh thanks for taking a chance on an upstart show thanks duncan thanks smoke uh thanks it was a blast remember to duck and cover put the duct tape on your windows i will all be alright alright uh,
0: that was guys... good I enjoyed that hey life is
2: a sicker with my anarchy saves resolving itself into words chaos is a tarp when which reality is written the timeless swirling gyros got the
1: Delirium
0: Delirium Of
1: disorder Yeah, I am trusted and I'm in an ectoplasmic seal A direction
2: or a reason to exist Stellar rotating, and my brain is persuading me contrarily to persist. Let's go. Delirium of disorder. 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 Delirium
3: of disorder delirium of disorder order